You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. As the Soviet Union was collapsing and the Cold War coming to an end, George H.W. Bush publicly announced a new campaign of American dominance, which he called the New World Order. This is an historic moment. We have in this past year made great progress in ending the long era of conflict and Cold War. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Vladimir Putin told Oliver Stone that in the year 2000, he asked President Clinton if Russia could join NATO, which he said made the American delegation very nervous. They were not interested in world peace. They had different plans. In 1997, the project for the new American century was founded by William Crystal and Victoria Newland's husband, Robert Kagan. In September of 2000, they published their agenda entitled Rebuilding America's Defenses, which outlined an ambitious and aggressive plan to achieve world dominance, starting in the Middle East and ending with Russia. The document acknowledged the fact that their world domination efforts would trouble American allies and could therefore be a long process absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. A year after publishing this, 2,000 people were murdered in the World Trade Center and blamed on a small terrorist group created by the CIA. And with this catastrophic and catalyzing event, the plan for a new American century went into action. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and one of the generals called me and he says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq, why? He said, I don't know. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're gonna take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. George H.W. Bush's son, George W., began a propaganda campaign to sell the American public on overthrowing Iraq. I take the threat very seriously. I take the fact that he develops weapons of mass destruction very seriously. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. When the lies became obvious, George W. made jokes while reveling in the blood of the innocent. Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. (laughs) Nope, no weapons over there. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright said that murdering millions of Iraqi children was worth it. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more 
children that died when, when in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. The power-hungry cabal, made up of close-knit families who practice multi-generational child abuse and mass mind control, began overthrowing sovereign nations and murdering innocent civilians became the new norm for U.S. foreign policy. But their plan for global domination was failing, and starting in 2020, with the COVID scam, they began targeting U.S. citizens. They have become desperate, and they are going for broke slaughtering innocent Palestinians to spark a war with Iran and sacrificing the people of Ukraine to hopelessly take on Russia. These inbred families are getting old and they are fighting for their lives. There is too much at stake for them to ever give up, which makes them more dangerous than ever. It's Thursday, February 8th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have a lot to cover today. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the show. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early. A bit of a, bit of a slow news week. I feel ever since the failure of the border bill to pass, I don't know. There's, there just hasn't been all too much going on. There is stuff going on. There's some very bizarre things happening in Hawaii of all places with some decisions coming down from a court there. That's just, that are just insane. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Some videos to show you as well. But let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 8th of February, 2024. Tucker Carlson could face sanctions over Putin interview. Tucker Carlson has interviewed Putin. It's set to go live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time on X. Tucker Carlson's interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin could see the conservative pundit targeted by European Union lawmakers. Current and former members of the European Parliament have told Newsweek Carlson visited Russia this week and on Thursday on Tuesday revealed he would soon be releasing an interview with the Russian leader. Carlson's work in Russia could see the former Fox News host in hot water with the EU. Guy Verhofstadt, a former pre, uh, Belgian prime minister and current member of the European Parliament, told Newsweek, the lawmaker who's called for the EU to explore imposing a travel ban on Carlson described Carlson as a mouthpiece of former President Donald Trump and Putin, adding, as Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort, it seems logical the External Action Service examine his case as well. So yes, journalism is in fact illegal in the EU. Newsweek reached out to Tucker Carlson Network by email to request a comment, but didn't receive anything. Explaining his motive for the interview, Carlson said in a video statement on Tuesday, most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. We're not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And perhaps we'll pull some clips from an interview that 
people were spreading around the uh, an interview that took place right before the invasion of Iraq with Saddam Hussein. Interview with Saddam Hussein. Because there's a there's several very interesting parts of that uh, particular interview where Saddam Hussein is denying having weapons of mass destruction, which we know now to have been the truth the entire time. But importantly, it's Dan Rather interviewing him. And we'll have to just show you the clip because Dan Rather says, you know, would you ever consider going into hiding? Would you ever consider, you know, taking asylum and fleeing Iraq? And Saddam Hussein kind of laughs and goes, yeah, I know, I know what you're doing with this. Uh, because basically what's happening is that the United States empire, as it were, is sending Dan Rather as an emissary to deliver a threat in the form of a question. See, if you're there on behalf of the military industrial complex in an attempt to browbeat or intimidate the opponents of the world order, uh, then that's perfectly fine and that's allowed, but you cannot go with actual journalistic intentions. Again, the EU's external action service is the bloc's Diplomatic arm responsible for foreign policy for an individual to be added to the EU's sanction list. Evidence can be presented to the EEAS for review. If deemed sufficient, they can then present the case to the European Council, the body made up of EU national leaders, which takes the final decision on whether to impose sanctions. The leaders of the member states can also uh, propose sanctions for consideration directly through the council. Again, it's, uh, it's all, it's all arbitrary. I mean, there's, there's nothing about the rule of law that's actually being adhered to here, whether Putin is a war criminal or not. That's never actually been adjudicated by any court. So they're just deciding that he is. In other words, just if it's, if he's an opponent of the EU, then they'll use whatever power they have to foil him from anything, from getting his message out, from talking to anybody, from having some sort of diplomatic recourse rather than war. It's all being orchestrated from on high and good for Tucker Carlson for actually going out and trying to foster dialogue between countries rather than just a wall of silence with the inevitable war to follow. We also have this U.S. Supreme Court hearing focuses on Trump's eligibility for the 2024 election. Colorado Supreme Court ruled the ex-president ineligible to run for office for inciting insurrection under the 14th Amendment. U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments Thursday morning in the high-stakes case that will probably determine whether Donald Trump is eligible to run for president this year. The case, Donald Trump versus Norma Anderson et al., came after six Colorado voters filed a lawsuit last year alleging Trump was ineligible to run for president under a little-used provision of the Constitution's 14th Amendment. The provision says that any member of Congress or officer of the United States who takes an oath to defend the Constitution and then subsequently engages in insurrection is barred from holding office. The ban can only be overridden by two-thirds vote in both chambers of Congress. This goes back to Trump's conduct during the January 6th Capitol attack, which they say disqualifies him from holding federal office, which, again, I mean, I don't know, it's, just, it's just absurd that we even have to talk about this. It's ridiculous. They actually already held a trial for this exact claim. He was impeached for his speech on January 6th. He was acquitted of that. So he's not guilty of the thing that they are now punishing him for, 
right? I mean, this isn't complicated or confusing or anything. Uh, he gave a speech in which he said you should peacefully and patriotically protest. They somehow interpret that as to be an insurrection. I, I mean, it's just, okay. I mean, I guess we have to treat this like it's legitimate. It's not, it's just not, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, if the Supreme Court decides anything other than this is a ridiculous political maneuver to try to destroy democracy in this country. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a fake rape accusation or something. It's like, it's not enough that we decide, okay, no, this guy's not guilty of the thing that you haven't, he's never been charged with. He's never been given a chance to defend himself against this. Like, this is not the way America works. You don't just have some random court in Colorado declare that you're guilty of something, never having had a trial, never having been allowed to present your defense, never having the argument made. They just decide, they just declare, actually, you're guilty of insurrection. Like, that's not the way any of this works. It's not the rule of law. This is a threat to democracy. And it's not even enough that this be tossed out. The people who are doing this need to be made an example of the people who are trying to destroy our ability to elect a representative to actually have a government that it represents the will of the people. Like you, this can't happen. This can't be allowed. This can't continue. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. The fact that it's gotten to the Supreme court is frankly an indictment on our entire system as it stands. So we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see what they decide. There have been several suits seeking to remove Trump from the ballot. Only Colorado and Maine have done so thus far. A Maine judge last month ordered the secretary of state there to hold off on excluding Trump until the U.S. Supreme Court uh, issued a decision. A decision upholding the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling would not automatically remove Trump from the ballot across the country, while some states have rebuffed efforts to remove Trump from the primary ballot. A Supreme Court saying Trump can be disqualified would probably set off a flurry of fast challenges in state courts and other tribunals to disqualify him from the ballot in the general election. Uh, general election. It's generally believed that Trump has the upper hand of the court where conservatives have a six to three supermajority and Trump nominated three of the justices. Still, experts say there's a high degree of uncertainty over exactly what the court will do because it has chosen not to limit the scope of arguments before it. And the issues are so unprecedented. I, I don't know. How, I don't know how you don't just throw this out. I don't know how you don't just immediately condemn anybody who even attempted to bring this forward. It's ridiculous. Again, just the number of reasons why this makes no sense are legion. We can go into all of them, but it doesn't matter because we don't live under the rule of law anymore. So none of that matters. I mean, we literally had a show trial for January 6th where only the prosecutors got to present evidence. Like, does does anybody recognize how dangerous that is? It's... Uh, if you if you boil down all of like Western, especially Anglo-Saxon history, and the the drive for liberty that has attained such great heights in the Western world, almost all of it the 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 main uh, function that allows it to continue is a trial by the jury of your peers. That's what it's like in the Magna Carta. It's like the number one thing that they wanted because you don't want to have a, a system of rule that can arbitrarily 
decide you're guilty and never even present the charges to you, never allow you to defend yourself against them. That's what tyranny is. That's what the entire story of humanity has been breaking away from. And we're returning to that because Trump just scares these people so much that they're willing to throw away 2,000 years of human advancement to get their way. So there it is. And it's, again, I, you know, I, 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 wonder, I wonder which way it'll go because, you know, obviously the way The Guardian presents it, in that article that I was just reading from, where it says, generally believe that Trump has the upper hand of the court where conservatives have a six to three supermajority and Trump nominated three of the justices. Like the way they see the world is like, well, it's our guys that we put on the court, so they should decide for us because it's power. It's just pure power. And we gave them power. So now they owe us the use of that power. And so he, we, he, has, he has the more power on the court. And it's all just a big power game pay taxes because again it you're you, and we see the way that the i mean again the democrats have no qualms about this whether it's the illegal immigration or the student loans to them it's fine it's like well if you're if you're just rely entirely on the government you're just accept welfare you don't have a job you just live off the production that other people work and sweat and bleed for you should not be allowed to have an equal say as the people that support you and just go and just go, oh, I'm going to vote for the person that's going to give me more of their stuff. And it's just none of that makes any sense. But I remember being in college and making that argument saying, yeah, you shouldn't people being like, Oh, but you don't pay taxes. Right. Cause I was in college. I didn't have a job or anything. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a producer at the time. And that was always just like, like, what do you even talk? Like, well, but you wouldn't, but the, you're saying you shouldn't be allowed to vote. And it's like, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The decisions that I make, if we're talking about the course of the country or the way that our government should be run, it was like anathema to people that I would actually be in support of something that would deprive me personally of some amount of power, however much power voting actually gives you. It's just this like solipsistic sort of like selfish, like, well, I support whatever gives me more stuff and me more money. It was like, no. I, I'm I'm young. I don't know anything. I I haven't produced anything. I have no right to demand a say in the function of this government when I've done nothing to earn it. But you know, it's so. I mean, this is like the this is like the main. I don't know dichotomy. I think that really lies at the bottom of whether you are somebody that just wants what's best for the world and wants things that are fair and reasonable and make sense in terms of like how best to run a country and people who just see politics at all as just a sheer, how do we get the most benefit of it? How do we get the most for ourselves? How do we exploit this as much as possible? And even if the decision ultimately will lead to the crumbling of the entire structure, it doesn't matter because I just want what I can get now, you know, let the destruction to follow, you know, let, let the destruction follow. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll see where the Supreme Court goes on that. One. We'll see what type of society we actually have, whether we actually have a say in our uh, elected representative, or whether we are openly a top-down plutocracy or not. Meanwhile, Russia attacks Ad- Adifka from all directions. Situation difficult, says Mayor. 
Large numbers of Russian troops are attacking Adivka in eastern Ukraine from all directions, and the situation is increasingly difficult for Ukraine troops defending the town, its mayor said on Thursday. Russian forces have taken the initiative on the eastern front in the industrial Donbass region of Ukraine and have been trying to cut supply lines and encircle Ukrainian forces dug in since October. The enemy is pressuring us from all directions. They're storming with very numerous forces. Adivka mayor said in a televised comments describing the situation as very difficult and hot. Pounded by fighting in the region since 2014 that surged in 2022 when Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Adivka has sustained heavy damage. There are now only 941 residents in a town that was once home to 32,000 people and is a large coking plant, Barbarash said. We told you this was going to happen earlier this week when we heard rumors that Russia was going to accelerate and actually start uh, to revamp its offensive moves as they've basically been waiting in stasis for the last like year or so, having achieved their military objectives, trying to negotiate a peace. And Ukraine has launched counteroffensive after counteroffensive. Each one has failed. And so Russia is kind of getting sick of it. And they're going to actually, actually continue to go into uh, Ukraine even more to create a buffer zone. And this is all predictable and avoidable, but the people that are in charge don't want to avoid it and are allowing it to continue. So we'll get into what exactly is happening in Ukraine. They're launching yet another round of, of, um, I don't want to say recruitment. What do you call it when uh, a bunch of military guys travel around finding anybody over the age of 18 and shoving them in a van to take them to the front line to be killed by Russia. I don't know. That's not recruitment. That's something else. But they are launching another one of those. And the way that they're doing it is actually sort of horrifying. We'll we'll get into that in just a second here. But Joe Biden, uh, his brain is melting in front of everybody. And it's very embarrassing. In his second mix-up this week, Biden talks about meeting with dead European leaders. President Joe Biden on Wednesday twice referred to the late German Chancellor Helmut Kohl instead of former Chancellor Angela Merkel while detailing a 2021 conversation at campaign events. It was the second time this week that Biden has recalled speaking with a European leader who has died years earlier. His gaffes Wednesday came at a series of fundraisers in New York as he described conversations he said he had with European European leaders at a meeting of the Group of Seven Industrialized Nations in the UK in 2021, months after the January 6th riot. Biden said at both events that Helmut Kohl, who actually died in 2017, had asked him how he would respond if he read about people storming the British Parliament and killing officers to stop the election of a prime minister. Merkel actually attended the 2021 summit in the UK. The White House didn't immediately respond to a request for comments, and those were not, of course, Biden's first mix-up of European leaders this week. Speaking at an event in North Las Vegas, Nevada on Wednesday, Biden confused Francois Mitterrand, the former French president who died in 1996, for French President Emmanuel Macron in retelling an encounter with the French leader at a summit during his first year in office. So, so there's that. There's that. Biden is talking to ghosts. Biden is having long and thoughtful conversations with people who died two decades ago, which is, which is great. And then NBC News is like, Donald Trump has also had recent slip-ups. Okay, is he saying that he's talking to dead people? Because these are not the same, not in the slightest. 
uh, finally, we have this. And this story really just goes to show you where we are in this country. It's um, we're essentially we're being blackmailed by our own government. And it's kind of the end of the line, I think. White House says ICE will reduce deportations detention capacity if Republicans don't pass border bill. The White House on Thursday announced that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement will soon be forced to reduce operations at the southern border due to lack of funds. Press Secretary Karine uh, Jean-Pierre told reporters that because Republicans have not passed the bipartisan border security agreement with funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration is left with no choice but to pull back from the border. Saying that because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security and refusing to pass the bipartisan national security agreement, ICE will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls. Again, I mean, uh, just it's uh, yeah. So they're, they're literally threatening to increase the invasion. If we don't give them what they want, if you don't pass this budget, we're going to stop doing our job is what they're essentially saying. You can imagine this happening in any other situation where like the police would be like, well, we're, we'd be forced to, let out all these criminals if you don't give us, if you don't pass this bill that we want. Okay, so we're being blackmailed by our own government who are saying they're going to refuse to actually just do the job they're supposed to do unless we give them more money. That's basically what's happening. How much longer can this go on? I mean, wish has it ever been more clear We're not citizens of a country. We don't have any say in our country. We are subjects of a tyrannical system of exploitation. And if we don't let them exploit us, then they say they'll remove our protection and allow our enemies to take us over. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers to sign copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Dive deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to talk about here. In, the, in terms of uh, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, obviously it's very easy to portray what's happening and what has happened over the last couple of years in Ukraine as a senseless land grab by Putin. If you ignore all of the context and all of the history 
in all of the run-up to the actual event. This is how the media works. We know this. This is how they operate. Their entire purpose of existence is to tell you what is technically the truth while leave you believing a lie. The metaphor I always like to use or example is if I tell you about a guy that was running around a parking lot, jumping on cars and yelling and screaming and uh, spitting and jumping from car to car, you'd go, wow, that guy sounds crazy. Well, yeah, he does. If I left out the part about the rabid dog that was chasing him, right? Uh, it was just a little, just a little minor note there. Uh, he was being chased by a dog that was foaming at the mouth. Oh, suddenly what seems crazy and insane. If I only tell one side of the story is perfectly reasonable when you hear all of the context, it's very similar with Putin and Ukraine. If I tell you that Putin one day in February of 2022 simply invaded the sovereign territory of Ukraine and annexed portions of it into Russia. Well, that sounds crazy until you hear about the 50 plus year history of how it got to that point and the maneuvers by NATO to try to bring Ukraine into the fold, despite the fact that they had treaties expressly forbidding that. And if we get into the, uh, was it the Minsk agreement? that at this point, multiple parties of the Minsk agreement on NATO's side admit, well, we just agreed to the Minsk agreement as a, as a ruse. That was a trick. We wanted to lull Russia into a sense of security so we could continue to arm Ukraine behind the scenes in preparation for an inevitable conflict down the road. So it's like, these are the people that we should be mad at. If you're mad that it's not a, a peace agreement in Ukraine, that Russia doesn't seem like they trust NATO or Ukraine all that much. It's not Russia's fault for not trusting people who have been proven liars, who will sign treaties and then openly state after they sign the treaty, after the treaty falls apart, say, well, we never intended to uphold that treaty anyway. That was just a trick. That was just a delaying action so that Russia wouldn't prepare for what we were preparing for behind the scenes. So why? So in that case, why would Russia, we, there's going to do it again. There's going to go sign another treaty with similar provisions, knowing that the last time they did it, it was admittedly a trick by the people they were signing uh, on, on behalf of NATO. We are run by untrustworthy little weasel people. So why would they ever make an agreement with us? Why would they ever try to solve things diplomatically when our diplomats openly brag about the deception that they deploy. Tucker Carlson apparently facing sanctions over this Putin interview. You're not allowed to talk to Putin. He's a war criminal after all. Which again, our rules-based order. The New World Order, our rules-based international group. You know, It's one of the things where if you are in charge of the rules-based international order... You can ignore all of the rules and do whatever the hell you want. If you're not in charge, if you actually are a country like Russia, you have to adhere resolutely to the provisions of the law and the, and the restrictions of the law. So you can take Syria, for example. Our intervention in Syria is illegal, unjustified, not allowed by international law. We're like occupying the Golan Heights with Israel and America and stealing all of their oil. Like that's just not allowed. That's against the 
international rules-based order that we claim we're upholding constantly. Russia, however, is involved in Syria by request by the Syrian government in line with the international rules that dictate war. So who's the war criminal? Is Russia the war criminal because people have died in, in two years of Ukraine? Are Israel and Netanyahu, are they war criminals because of the many, many more times innocent civilians that have died in just a few months from their bombing campaign there? I mean, it's all arbitrary. It's all just at the whim of the people in charge. And they cloak their actions in the so-called rules-based order, despite it being manifestly obvious that there's no restrictions whatsoever in these, uh, with these types of things. But I want to look at this. This is from Mike Bin's Cyber on Twitter, on X. And as we know, I mean, Ukraine is, is very much a testing ground right now, not just for military technology that's new and, and untested on the field of battle, but also as a testing ground for the global government that's coming, right? They're very excited about this. We've shown videos of it saying that, you know, once we wipe the slate clean with Ukraine, we'll be able to build it up as a smart country. You'll be able to access all of the government uh, uh, subsidies and policy. Everything will be on your smartphone. It'll be really amazing. We've got BlackRock and Goldman Sachs, you know, ready with the money to come in and rebuild Ukraine and their image and their with their design behind it. How much of this actually was behind what's going on in Ukraine or how much of this is just taking advantage of a situation once it arises. It doesn't really matter. The point is that they are deliberately destroying Ukraine in order to rebuild it as less of a nation, as more of a testing ground for the global citizenship that they want us all to adhere to. And the way this is being employed already is frankly terrifying. At Mike Bin's cyber on Twitter says, this is insane the U.S. State Department forced all Ukrainians to tie their financial assets to their smartphones by developing the DIA, DIIA State and Smartphone app for Ukraine. And now Ukrainians who try not to die will have all of their assets seized. So from Reuters, tighter army mobilization rules targeting would-be Ukrainian soldiers and proposing asset freezes for those who are trying to dodge the draft came a step closer on Wednesday when Parliament ba- passed the first reading of the bill. So again, they say, hey, we're going to have this incredible new, we have this incredible new technology. We're going to use it. So what do they call it? The state in a smartphone app. Well, maybe we'll go back and find the video where they announced this and they, they put it forward. Like this is a progressive move towards, you know, uh, democratizing all of the government services. And you can just get it on your smartphone. You don't have to go and wait at the, DPS center or whatever anymore to, to refill your ID. Your ID will be digital. And, and oh, by the way, we'll connect it to your bank account. It's so convenient. But what that means now is if you don't want to be drafted into going and fighting Russia on behalf of Zelensky, well, now they have all of your finances tied in with your digital ID. And if you avoid the draft, then they'll simply confiscate all of your money. Isn't that convenient? And uh, Jordan Satchel, Satchel, or however you say his name, uh, 
posted this. Ukraine intends on drafting 500,000 more citizens. Kiev parliament, uh, Kiev's parliament, which now outlaws opposition parties, will soon allow for bank account seizures as a punishment for noncompliance. Ukrainians abroad will have their assets frozen. More bodies for the meat grinder coming soon. Ukrainian bill intended to draft more soldiers passes first reading. So there's no political parties that are allowed. They have nationalized or uh, destroyed and, and outlawed any opposition media outlets in that country in order to deliver information that is contrary to the dictates of the government. They have not held and will not be holding an election for president until the war is over, a war that is determined by the president that sits there now. So no elections until I decide that the war is over. That's what Zelensky's telling people. And now they're uh, ramping up the war despite the possibility for peace being available, but ignored and scuttled by uh, the NATO powers that are controlling Ukraine from outside. Horrible. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. folks you know, it seems like they would want to keep this type of maneuver secret until they'd gotten it implemented everywhere maybe the globalists really are just they're too they're too eager to get these control mechanisms in place and to show their effectiveness 
if you ever needed, if you ever were like, well, but the CBDC, it's, it'll be so convenient. It'll be fine. Like if you're on the side of these people, you think there's no way it can be abused. Well, you can't really believe that anymore with what's going on in Ukraine. Well, they're going to do exactly the same here that they did in Ukraine. They're going to have an app. They're going to say it's so convenient. You tie your financials to it. It'll be an easy way to pay taxes. In fact, they'll incentivize you, right? Go over to our all-digital platform, and we'll actually give you money. You know, you'll get $1,000 for moving over, or, you know, you'll have to pay an extra fine to pay your taxes not through this app. You know, and inconvenience everybody by doing it the traditional way. And then once they have that in place, then they control your finances. And if you want to go against them, if you don't want to go fight in a war that they've decided that you need to go die for, they'll take all of your money. They'll confiscate all your money. They're actually doing that in Ukraine. None of this is speculative. I can understand if you think that we're over here just warning you about something and we're paranoid and, no, it's not going to be like that. You can trust people in charge. I, I could see how you could live in that fantasy world, but not anymore. We're seeing it right here. Here it's happening right out in the open, in your face. This is how this works. Asset freezes for those who are trying to dodge the draft. So if you don't want to go fight in the war, prepare to have your assets frozen. If you want to protest what the government is doing, prepare to have your assets frozen like they did with the truckers. And they already have mechanisms in place to do this but it'll be that much more convenient once everything is digital your id is tied in biometrically to your 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 personage itself they're setting all of this up and implementing it already right in front of our faces so we can go along with it we can give them the ultimate power to do whatever the hell they want and efficiently eliminate anybody resisting them or we can resist them now before it gets to that point while we still have some semblance some remaining bit of freedom left to oppose what's happening we'll see we'll see how this goes and again i really can't get over this white house says ice will reduce deportations detention capacity if republicans don't pass border bill this is not this is not as they're presenting it, right? Obviously. Obviously this isn't a inevitable process where it's like they're like we need money to do what we're doing and we're just like no, you can't have it and so they're being forced to not patrol the border. They're spending billions upon billions of dollars to not secure the border. Billions of dollars of creating entire colonies to house the illegal immigrants, transporting and and giving them money, giving them literal debit cards and hotel rooms and food and plane tickets and on and on and on. They have plenty of money. They're choosing to use it to facilitate the flow of immigrants rather than stop it. And they're essentially saying the little, the little bit of actual police work that we are doing, we're going to stop doing that if you don't give us more money. In other words, pass the bill to allow us to destroy America or else 
we're going to destroy America. So we're being threatened and blackmailed by our own law enforcement. That's what's actually happening here. So there you go. There you go. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know how much longer this can go on. I don't know how much longer we can continue to pretend that we live in the country that our forefathers built. How much we can pretend to live in a country where we've got decent people running the government and doing their best and struggling with real, real world problems that are confronting us at every angle. It would almost it would almost just be better just to if they if they wouldn't pretend like this wasn't happening. I've said it I've said it a lot, but you know. The the frustrating part is actually having to treat these people as if they're serious or legitimate at all. So yeah, they're they're literally saying we're just going to no we're we're gonna just stop deporting people if you don't give us what we want. Clip number four here is of course the the just one of the many reasons behind all of this. And that's one thing that I think we do a pretty good job of of covering here, but not so much other outlets. Where they'll say this is all about votes. This is all about bringing in voters because they'll bring in all these foreigners and those foreigners will vote Democrat. It's all about election rigging. It's like that's one aspect of it. That's like saying, you know, the Nazis had Jews in concentration camps because the Jews voted against them. It's like, yeah, I guess maybe it was also an act of genocide, though. So this is a genocide going on. This is a deliberate policy of replacement and expulsion, more or less. It's a slow motion expulsion. They're fine with just allowing you to die out and not have any kids rather than actually pick you up and ship you somewhere. But it's a policy of demographic replacement wholesale on the entire country. That's bigger than voting. That's bigger than election rigging. That's part of it. It's one of the benefits they get from doing this. Like a snowball rolling down the hill, the more people they bring in, the more votes they get, the more power they get, the quicker they can do the expulsions and the replacement. So it's like increasing steam. It's increasing speed as it travels downhill. And voting is an aspect of this, but it's not the point of it. The point of it is destroying a population. In fact, somebody tweeted out and I retweet, I think it was Martyr Made, retweet, uh, tweeted out something that really put it very well. It's, it's exactly what I say all the time on this show, but uh, the way that he put it, uh, phrased it extremely proficiently. Uh, and, I, and I just retweeted it uh, yesterday, I believe. So I'm just going to read this because I want to uh, get it exactly right. Well, before we do that, I, I was going to pitch to a video, so I'll find this here during the video, but uh, this video has been going a little bit viral, posted by Wall Street Silver. Clip number four 
Here's illegal immigrants talking about the 2024 election that they plan on voting in. Let's watch. Helping us, Biden, Biden, of course, for Biden. He likes supporting the migrants. He's a very good person. And Trump is a different thing. Yeah. Trump is against me exploiting you, so he's bad. Biden is for me exploiting you, so he's good. You know, it's just exactly what I was saying earlier in the show, where it's like, even if I wanted to move to another country, even if I, I do, I love Japan, I would love to move to Japan, it's safe, it's clean, it's lovely, it's very nice, doesn't have all of the problems that we in America create for ourselves. But if a Japanese person was like, no, you can't come here, what am I going to be like? That guy's evil because he opposes me taking advantage of the thing that he has. It's like these people, they're bad people. These are bad people we're letting in. Anybody who's crossing the border, anybody who's taking advantage of the open border to cross into this country for their own benefit so they can exploit the American people, they're all bad people. Anybody that crosses the border illegally is a bad person by definition. They're selfish. They're exploitative they should be expelled with extreme prejudice. If even expelled, honestly, I think they should be put to work. I think anybody that crosses into this country illegally, man, woman, doesn't doesn't matter, they should be put on a camp, they should be put in chains and paraded along the side of the highways picking up trash. Our country could be clean, uh, but these people are uh, bad people that deserve to be treated like the criminals they are. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we come together whether you believe that or not you got to decide whether you have dominion over yourself i believe that the majority of the plain people of the united states will day in and day out make fewer mistakes in governing themselves than any smaller class or body of men no matter what their training will make in trying to govern them 
And you've got to decide whether it's God that's going to have dominion over you that you get orders from or whether some other human that's jacked into the evil force is going to have dominion over you. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. Do we want to have a human plan or a post-human plan? Noval Harari and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates say humans are obsolete, we're scum, because they know we are their competition. They know that if we go for what we want and what God wants us to have, they can't compete with that transmission. They can't compete with that blueprint. They can't compete with that architecture. They can't compete with that master plan. But I just see it now. It'll be so clear soon. Are you pro-human or are you anti-human? You are the human resistance to this alien takeover. And again, when I say alien takeover, I don't mean some little tinfoil flying saucer crashing in Roswell from Alpha Centauri's. I'm talking about the transmission in the universe of God's order and God's will, or do you choose to serve the agents of death? And like Martin Luther King said, we're not going to judge them off what color they are. We're going to judge them off of the character of their actions and deeds. So I'm going to say it right now, real clear. I love everybody, no matter what color your beautiful skin is. What I care about your heart and your guts and your mind. And you're under attack by these Satanists, and they want to kill you, and they want to kill your children. And I say we set our differences aside, and I say we come together and we beat these people, and we smash their technocracy, and we build the future together, and we can do anything with our real diversity. These enemies tell us all day about diversity. They mean divided and conquered groups of people separate from each other. This bill is supported by all of the Democrats, House and Senate. It's just the filibuster in a way. So in a way, if you really truly want to honor Dr. King, don't dishonor him by using a congressional custom as an excuse for protecting our democracy. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. I want unity under a code of freedom and liberty and justice and, and coming together and working together and being strong. And that's what InfoWars is. And that's why the enemies of humanity hate us so much because we love God and God loves humanity. And I am a human supremacist. 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 future war with the robots and the AI. What you're hearing now is the entire future and everything they tried to stop us from doing. Our supremacy will not end with this planet. We will people the stars. We will colonize. We will green dead worlds. We will go interdimensional. We will unlock the secrets of the universe. God has laid them out like Christmas presents for his children. And I am extremely honored to be in the fulcrum and the heart of the fight to bring our race the human race in a race for the future. And we will break the enemy. We will break the pedophiles. We will break the Satanists because God already sent his own self down here to show us he could do it. 
God would never ask us to go through an obstacle course he wouldn't go through. And now we're going to go through what Christ did. And we're going to go through it, and we're going to be destroyed, but reborn on the other side. Share that video, folks. Alex Jones is censored. Alex Jones, human supremacist. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal. With your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of American Journal is on. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now for your calls. The number to dial, 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call here on American Journal. We'll be taking your calls for the next two hours. 1-877-789-2539. A lot of videos still to show you, a lot of bizarre and disturbing stories to get into. And it just goes on and on. Some of these I don't even want to talk about, honestly. Do I have to? Do I really have to? Things like this. Transgender daycare worker avoids prison after sexually abusing a baby during diaper change. A trans-identified male in Kentucky has reached a plea deal after being charged with sexually abusing a baby and will avoid prison as long as he meets certain conditions. Maria Childers, a former daycare worker, hired a prominent trans activist lawyer to represent him in the sickening case. As previously reported by Redux, Childers was arrested in February 2023 after the Department of Community-Based Services received an anonymous tip detailing an alleged incident of abuse that occurred in November of 2022 at Explore Learning Academy. The tip, reportedly written by one of Childers' co-workers, accused him of making inappropriate comments towards an infant while changing the child's diaper and touching the baby inappropriately. Redux has now obtained court records detailing the full complaint against Childers, which showed he was accused of both physical and sexual abuse while employed at the daycare. Following the receipt of the initial anonymous complaint, DCBS casework and a police officer from the Paducah Police Department went to the daycare on February 8th, 2023 to interview witnesses. After speaking to a number of staff, they were able to corroborate the anonymous report. According to, yeah. According to witness testimony, coworker had asked Childers for assistance in changing an infant's diaper while Childers was, yeah, I, you're going to have to go read this story for yourself, actually. <laughs> actually, I'm not going to read this on air. But he very clearly and openly was sexually abusing a baby while changing its diaper. While Childers was reported to the management at the academy, he was only giving it, given a write-up. A write-up. After being taken to the police station for questioning, Childers initially claimed he had not changed the infant's diaper at all. He later admitted to having done so after an officer presented him with evidence in the form of a text he'd sent to the daycare's director confirming the baby's diaper had been changed. He tried to deny that he ever said anything appropriate, but admitted he often said things that were taken out of context. I'm not going to read the thing that he said, but it was not taken out of context in the slightest. He was placed under arrest and charged with one count of first-degree sexual abuse of a victim under 12 and three counts of first-degree criminal abuse of a child under 12. He was booked at the McCracken County Jail. There's been some confusion over the spelling of his last name, but his own signature 
you know, confirmed, whatever. Uh, after Childers was initially marked as male by both police and the jail, internal documents obtained by Redux revealed the recorded sex was later switched to female. Court records show that just one month after being booked on felony charges, Childers privately retained trans activist lawyer Madison Leach to represent him. Leach, a male who began identifying as a woman seven years ago, was the first openly transgender candidate to seek public office in western uh, Kentucky when he ran as a Democrat for the Callaway County attorney seat. Leach recently threatened to leave Kentucky over Senate Bill 150, which would make it optional for public school teachers to use a student's preferred pronouns. After taking the case, Leach submitted a motion to reduce Childers' bond, complaining he didn't have access to estrogen while in solitary confinement. Uh, after some negotiation with the court, the motion was uh, ultimately approved, and Childers' bond was reduced from $100,000 to $5,000. The bond conditions included no contact with children and to remain away from the daycare where he'd been uh, employed. He was released from custody in January of 2024. On January 29, 2024, Childers struck an apparent deal with the prosecutors in exchange for a guilty plea. His charge of first-degree sexual abuse of a victim under 12 was amended to a Class A misdemeanor sexual assault, uh, sexual misconduct, and the remaining abuse charges were dropped. Judge Joseph Rourke handed Childers a 12-month penalty but withheld sentencing and imposed conditional discharge for six months. If Childers abides by the conditions set by the court during the six-month period, he will not serve any prison time at all and may not even receive a criminal record. Yeah. So I don't know. If I was uh, the parents of this child, I, I wouldn't be satisfied with this in the slightest. I find it hard to uh, comprehend what's going on. I feel like I'm in a bad dream or something. So this this... Leering adult man dresses up like a woman, sexually abuses a baby in full view of everybody. The event is reported, investigated, and brought to a prosecutor who makes a deal with the guy to let him off scot-free. He won't even have a criminal record, meaning that if he applies to work at a different child care place and they do a background check it's not going to show up i don't i don't think i need to comment on this uh anymore i just have i honestly have trouble believing like this is where we are in this country I honestly have have a bit of an issue just wrapping my mind around what the hell we're talking about here. You've got people, friends of mine, sitting in jail for 20 years because they were convicted of an unspoken conspiracy and essentially convicted... Of, of silently encouraging other people to do a crime at a place where they weren't even present. 
They're in jail for 20 years. Stuart Rhodes is in jail for nearly two decades for an unspoken conspiracy because people he knows walked through the crowd on January 6th with their hands on each other's shoulders. He's in jail for 20 years. This person admitted, admitted to sexually abusing a baby and is not going to spend one day in prison. <laughs> okay. I again I don't I don't I don't know. I don't, honestly I don't even know if I can um I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm going to go to a video here. Let's go to clip number 8. This is a special report from a band.video video DC bias reveals treasonous J6 witch trials. We'll take your phone calls on the other side. Uh, let's go now to uh, clip number eight. Washington, D.C. is flexing its new world order muscle to brand average Americans rightfully fed up with a rigged election system as racist domestic terrorists who deserve to die. Because at the end of the day, Washington, D.C. is its own state, a corporation separate from these United States, a lobbyist hellhole seeped in corruption, teeming with sexually compromised ingrates, licking the boots of globalism and fascism. So when a survey conducted by Triton Polling and Research revealed that a D.C. jury pool refused to see the truth behind the January 6th political prisoners and instead opted to fuel the anti-American narrative, it was clearly obvious that there is no justice in the District of Criminals and a change of venue is in order, as J6 protesters were branded as domestic terrorists, traitors, criminals, and insurrectionists. In every single court of our land, no one's been charged and convicted with insurrection, yet Democrats and dishonest people in the media every single day accuse President Trump of waging an insurrection. You know how I know it wasn't an insurrection? Because he hasn't been charged with insurrection. You know how else I know it's not an insurrection? Because this is the first insurrection in the history of the world where the people that were a part of it were unarmed. If you're trying to stoke an insurrection, you don't tell the people listening, hey, I want you to go over there peacefully and patriotically. According to the poll, nearly 90% said that Donald Trump was to blame not the broken criminal election system. Nearly 70% said that Donald Trump's supporters are racist, a complete fabrication, while nearly 50% agreed that the J6ers who stood up for the country, according to our founding documents, deserve life imprisonment or death. What the judges have been hiding behind, saying that uh, through the jury selection process, they can root out those who have um, inherent biases against the January 6th defendants, has now been completely obliterated. That narrative is gone. 
Um, you can't root out 86.4% of people that believe that no matter what we did at the Capitol, anyone who participated in events of Jan 6 should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Regardless of what they did at the Capitol, anyone who participated in the events of January 6, nearly 70% of D.C. jurors believe that we should serve prison time, prison time. Even as a three-judge panel, D.C. Federal Appeals Court in Washington, D.C., ruled that Don- Just, just one of one of the many instances of just pure, pure inversion in this country, and uh, I just, I just struggle to make sense of of what's going on. And it, like, it didn't used to be this way. I know it didn't used to be this way because we have very similar instances from the not too distant past where it it wasn't this way you know i remember greg reese did a did a video and it was just it was like uncanny i had this thing i was going to do on the show and then i come in and i see that uh, greg reese's report is exactly what i was going to say and it was comparing january 6th to the kent state event in the 1960s. We've got a bunch of peaceful protesters themselves being shot and killed by police officers. Back then, it wasn't... uh, The people that were killed by police weren't told they were a part of an insurrection and arrested and thrown into prison for 20 years. It was recognized even then, even in a, a atmosphere of chaos and and anti-government activities way more extreme than the one we're in now i mean nobody nobody talked about you know the kent state students being domestic terrorists it was it has always been rightfully remembered as a massacre of innocent peaceful protesters and a horrifying violation of our principles as a free country. Somehow on January 6th, you have a bunch of unarmed people protesting something they perceive as a you know, government mis- misdeed, government malpractice. The police m- murder several of them in cold blood, lie about it, during the event, after the event, you know, there's the recording now of the of Michael Byrd, the person who killed Ashley Babbitt. And prior to firing, he's on the radio saying shots fired when there were no shots fired. I mean, they're just, they're lying about that. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Even in the story I was reading earlier where Biden is was talking to the Europeans and like the way they're presenting it. Let me find the actual quote here. 
Biden's gaffe Wednesday came in a series of fundraisers in New York. He said he talked to Helmut Kohl, who asked him, blah, blah, blah. Speaking at a event in North Vegas, Nevada on Sunday, Biden confused Francois Mitterrand, the former president for Macron, after a summit in his first year in office. Where does it actually say it? Biden said that both events, Helmut Kohl, who died in 2017, had asked him how he would respond if he read about people storming the British Parliament and killing officers to stop the election of a prime minister. So, I, I, again, I just, I don't even know, I, I honestly, I don't know, I don't know what to do at this point. I really don't. No officers died on January 6th. None of them, not a single one. Five people died. They were all protesters. None of the protesters were armed. There was no plan before, during, or after the event to stop any election from proceeding. There's no insurrection. And looking around at the world right now, whether it's World War III or the disinformation board that they're creating or just the, the horrifying abuse of power on display since January 6th where they're holding staged show trials where they only allow the prosecutor to present evidence and the defendants are excluded from the proceedings and evidence from that is used to convict people using testimony that is later proven to be false, right? One of the main testimonials that was used to convict the Oath Keepers had the guy telling a story that was later, the video of the event was shown and it was shown to be utterly false. The people that he said he saw doing things were not there when he said he saw them there. He was lying. He perjured himself and through that perjury got convictions of innocent people and nobody cares so like if you could go back in time to january 6 2021 i wonder how many people like i just i wonder how many people feel stupid i wonder how many people feel so stupid for thinking they had the right to protest, for thinking that a a peaceful American solution to this problem was still possible. And I wonder how many people, if if they could go back in time, everybody on January 6th that was there, the million people in the crowd, if you could go back in time and go, okay, we're going to do this again. This time we are going to bring guns. This time it is going to be an insurrection. This time we are going to take over the Capitol and hunt down politicians. Maybe we could have prevented World War III. Maybe we could have prevented the wholesale downfall of this country if we'd actually done the thing that they claim that we did. Maybe that's, maybe that's the ultimate lesson of January 6th, is no half measures. Is we need to abandon this illusion of the government being for the people and by the people, of the judicial system being fair, of elections being a 
viable possibility to change power. I just don't know anymore. Because it just goes, it just goes on and on. And, and the border is wide open. There's 10 million people have crossed since that day. 10 million people have crossed the border, at least. Like, that's the ones that we know of and interacted with. We spent hundreds of billions of dollars, not just on that, but on the war in Ukraine, the war in Israel, the war by Israel against Gaza. And now you've got people who admit to raping babies not facing any jail time. You've got other stories. We've all seen the headlines where it's like he was declared incompetent. He was charged with murder. He was declared incompetent to stand trial. So they let him out and he murdered again. I mean, what is this? Just what? What is going on and, and how long can this continue? How long are we just going to be picked apart? It's like we're already dead and our corpse is being Cellular eaten. damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're going to go out to your phone calls here. This is The American Journal, Infowars.com, bands.video, Infowarsstore.com is the only way you can support us and make it easy for you to do so. Nitric Boost, the incredible power, vasodilation. Nitric oxide is a potent vasodilator, meaning it can help relax and widen blood vessels. This can lead to increased blood flow and improved circulation, which is crucial for various bodily functions. Cardiovascular health is also promoted by vasodilation. It can help regulate blood pressure and may aid in the reduction of inflammation in the blood vessels. It also has immune system support as nitric oxide has antimicrobial properties and is involved in the immune response. It may help the body defend itself against bacteria viruses and other pathogens can also help with exercise performance as increased blood flow resulting from nitric oxide production can enhance exercise performance by delivering more oxygen and nutrients to the muscles this has led to the popularity of nitric oxide supplements among athletes plus more benefits you got to do the research yourself go to infowarsstore.com 
and get Nitric Boost right now for 40% off. Also getting 40% off uh, Winter Sun D3, uh, Winter Sun Plus, the D3 supplement, as well as Turbo Force, incredibly, uh, the incredible energy drink mix that is delicious and extremely powerful, Turbo Force Plus. Now also 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. With that, we go out to your phone calls. Barbara in Pennsylvania is called in about uh, trans trans books for kids. Go ahead, uh, Barbara. You're on the air. Hi. My name is Barbara, and I'm a researcher. And uh, I look at things that kind of stick out in patterns. And in the middle of this psyop, I've tried to look for the things that stick out the most. And on Document Cloud the other day, I noticed under FOIA uh, re- requests, they were uh, – writing all the different school boards in the nation, and they were asking them um, if anyone had written into them or made any complaints about the transgender books or the sexual books going on within within the school system or any other complaints like that. Um, and I, I noticed it kind of stuck out because I was looking at Pennsylvania. I'm like, wow, and Pennsylvania, not one person in Pennsylvania had the nerve to speak out because they don't keep them in the schools in Pennsylvania. It's a commonwealth, but they keep them in the library. So unless you're looking for it and you go look it up in the library, you don't know, and you just assume it's not in the schools. Um, and uh, that's that that's not the case. <laughs> so um, I, I've noticed that uh, we we have a, a, a there's a, a Mister Free. Um, I can't remember the other lady's name, but uh, I'm I'm in the process of writing them to ask them what they're doing their data who they're doing their data collection for, um, and where that's going. Um, I'm noticing a lot of different data out there that's very, very interesting. I could talk to you about a lot of it, and I would love to if you give me your email address. There's a, a plethora out there. Well, so so what does that mean to you? Is that means that people just aren't aware of it, so they're not complaining about it, or that the right, complaints I, I aren't being people, tracked? I or people, I think people are not even worried about it in Commonwealth because they just assume if they don't see it in their schools or hear about it, it's not happening there um, when it's happening at the library level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because of how they organize, uh, they, or they organize their systems differently so that most people would think, okay, well, I'm going to write to school. And the school's like, well, we don't have anything like that here. And then the parents are like, okay, fine. So you don't have that here. And, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Interesting. So, you know, if people are easily deterred, and, um, you know, and then, of course, then, then you hear on the news about other people and FBI agents being called if you're concerned, and, and then it scares people. So it's the right. scare tactic on top of it all. And that was funny because I was sitting in a restaurant yesterday, and I heard a, a little ticker tape was going by, and it said how they felt like, you know, three-quarters of Americans weren't in touch with reality. And I started laughing. I'm thinking to myself, you idiots did this. <laughs> I saw it coming off the, off the rails 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... Well, three quarters. We'd be lucky if only three quarters were so divorced from reality. I think it's a lot more than that. Oh, thanks for the call, Barbara. Can people find your research anywhere? Are you are you uh, online? I I was online on Instagram and I took it down for uh, get this. Instagram said I posted a nude picture, which I didn't. I posted the I reposted the photo that they said was nude, which was completely blank. Um, when I don't want to show my face, which a lot of times I don't, I just put my finger over the camera lens and I tape so it's black. You can hear me. Sometimes I'll put other videos up um, and things like that, and they, they didn't like that. So their mode of retaliation was to um, somehow uh, make sure I didn't have a good credit score or a good social credit score. 
So they felt, they felt the need to slander me. Well, I don't make a lot of money. I'm on disability, and I Uber so that I can get my house remodeled, so I don't have time to play with these folks like that. Um, so I'm really looking for a good connection. I will pop up on the line again. I will. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to uh, what is that new, um, uh, the new bird one, um, X. I'm going to go to X, and I'm going to make up one there. I go under the name Artificial Persuasion. Um, yeah, I've been backing you guys for God knows how long. Well, but, thank you very uh, much, and, and yeah, once you if, you, if you make an X account, uh, just DM me on there. That's the best way to, to get in, in contact. I'm at Harrison H. Smith. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Barbara. Let's go to now Johnny in Denmark. Let's talk about the world being inverted. Thanks for calling in. Johnny, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Harrison. Great job, as usual. Um, as I was listening to your show yesterday, I actually, with God as my witness, thought that you were basically leading up to this one quotation. Don't know if you heard it. Heard it. It's from Dr. Michael Elner was an internationally prominent um, hypnosis teacher and hypnotherapist for decades now. And I think you will find this emotionally cathartic um, because I could tell you were, you were at least irritated, if not pained, by some of the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Just, just look at us. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Psychiatrists destroy minds. Scientists destroy truth. Major media destroys information. Religion destroys spirituality, and governments destroy freedom. And uh, that's it. Uh, two other quick quotations. Uh, since actually, I was just uh, playing on that one. But uh, when you're mentioning the Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King, this one is, I think, very motivating and, and somewhat amusing. Also, um, I don't have to belabor his accomplishments. The Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, it's kind of there in his name. Um, and he was once asked, you know, how he was so productive, which obviously he was. And you might have thought that he'd give a long-winded answer to him, given the extent of his accomplishments um, and, and his obvious liking of oration. But he didn't. He gave this simple answer. When you wake up, get up. And when you get up, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I often find these, these nice terse quotations. And just the last one, um, Wittgenstein uh, considered uh, one of the uh, greatest philosophers um, and whose uh, second uh, only posthumously published and, and last uh, 1953 book, Philosophical Investigations, said in his preface that the aim of this philosophy was um, to show the fly the way out of the fly bottle. And that's all I have for you for now. Thank you very much. Yeah, those are, those are great uh Great quotations, and of course, yesterday, it's the same as today. Everything is inverted. Everything is backwards and upside down. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm certainly not the first to recognize that, and it's been going on for a while. So yeah, thank you for that. Just look at us. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Psychiatrists destroy minds. Scientists destroy truth. Mainstream media or major media destroys information. Religion destroys spirituality, and governments destroy freedom. And of course, now it's it's so much more egregious. Like I wonder, Johnny, are you still on the line? Do you know when he made that quote? I am. Um, actually, <laughs> we're we're on the same frequency here because I was actually searching, uh, and I had searched before, and I could never find um, a uh, time attribution for that quote. I had well, the same thought. No. Yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, it, um, it, it's, uh, it's just that, you know, it sounds like something that, you know, we've been hearing for 20 years. I'm sure you can find people in the 80s and 90s saying stuff similar to that. But like at this point, 
it's like the border patrol is picking up illegal immigrants and bringing them into the country. The vaccine kills 14 times more people than it saves from the virus. You're more likely to get the virus with every right with every vaccine that you get. So it's like, while it may have been sort of something vague, people had a sense of like, well, you know, doctors are destroying health. It's blatant now. It's undeniable. I'm a humble person. And I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsTore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. <clears throat> we'll go out to your phone calls here in just a second once again. I just, you know, here's another one of these stories. Just gives you an idea of where we are in this country, where we're going, where we're headed. Squatters have taken over 1,200 homes in Atlanta, Georgia. Transformed one into an illegal strip club. Squatters have taken over 1,200 homes in Atlanta, Georgia, and are terrorizing neighbors with loud parties. One home was even turned into an illegal strip club. This is the symptom of the lawlessness that's gripped this country in recent years. And to make matters worse, laws often favor the squatters, making it extremely difficult for homeowners to get rid of them. If this is allowed to continue, the problem will only get worse as it spreads. In the latest episode of Democrat Urban Utopia, squatters are reportedly taking over hundreds of Atlanta homes, terrorizing neighborhoods, and even opening an illegal strip club. Police response to evict the squatters is so delayed 
that some desperate homeowners have actually bribed the intruders to leave, according to the New York Post. Whole neighborhoods have been ruined by a horde of of squatters. Local home cleaning company manager Matt Urbanski emphasized the severity of the crisis, saying, I'd be terrified in Atlanta to lease out one of my properties. He should know as he cleans homes for corporate landlords, according to the Post, not only does, does Urbanski have to clear, clear, clear out squatters belongings, but one of his employees was also shot following a recent attempt to get squatters off private property. Crime is a severe problem in Democrat-run Atlanta, which had record-breaking homicides in 2021. The violent crime reportedly decreased in 2023. Car thefts shot up, however. PJ Media's Chris Queen, who's lived in Metro Atlanta's whole life, noted that Democrats' soft-on-crime policy likely contributed to the squatter crisis. Certain parts of Metro Atlanta, the areas under total Democrat control, are looking the other way when it comes to crime, so it's no surprise that criminals are getting bolder and more creative. I I mean, it's it's completely insane. Uh, New York Post also has this story. Simon Frost, CEO of large-scale landlord Tiber Capital Group, said there have been incidents of unlawful occupants, occupants brandishing weapons and threatening neighbors, which affects the safety of neighborhoods and other residents, according to Bloomberg. Evicting squatters in Atlanta is tough, involving negotiating court backlogs and strained police resources. Meanwhile, online listings and virtual real estate agents make it easy for squatters to identify vacant properties to break into. And they have the pictures of the squatters here. In uh, in October, an Atlanta neighborhood found itself at the center of a scandal involving squatters who transformed a home into an illegal strip club, complete with weekend parties and even live horses on the property. The drama unfolded in the South Fulton area, where four individuals, DeAnthony Maddox, Jeremy Wheat, Kelvin Hall, and Tara J. Ford, uh, took up residence without permission. Little did the neighbors know that the 4,000-foot, five-bedroom home with three bathrooms would become a den of illicit activity. The squatters ran the clandestine strip club, held noisy parties, and even organized car races in the street, ruining the neighborhood for others, according to local officials. They would get live horses. One day they had live horses, one neighborhood told an Atlanta station. Eventually, a SWAT team had to clear out the house and recovered two stolen cars, a stolen weapon, and stolen credit cards from the property. One neighbor told the Post they're afraid to even go on vacation because if squatters find out their home was vacant, they just move right in. Quote, is this even America anymore? We are homeowners and we can't even do anything about trespassers, the neighbor said in frustration. I mean, my God. In another incident, U.S. Lieutenant Colonel Dahlia Dore discovered a convicted criminal squatting in her home. Dore returned to her property to find a squatter living in her sprawling $500,000 residence while she was away on active duty. She previously told WSB-TV she came home to find a man by the name of Vincent Simon living in her home. Simon, who'd been convicted on gun theft Guns, drugs, and theft charges refused to leave the house when she reported the unwanted man to, uh, in her home to cops. They initially told her their hands were tied because it was a civil matter. Sending him eviction papers also didn't help. This is what I mean. Like, but what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? We should live in a country where people can't take your house over. Duh. Like, what? What the, what the hell are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're creating a world where you are, you really, you're so stupid if you play by the rules. 
you're so dumb. Like if you do what you're supposed to do, if you behave well, if you actually pay your taxes and pay for the things that you own and apply for loans and get a job, like you're just a sucker. You're just, just move in. You can just move in and uh, bring your illegal weapons, bring your drugs, rent out the property, make money on it. And the police won't even do anything. They won't even do anything. If the homeowners call the police, the police will say it's a civil matter. And if the homeowner tries to evict you, you can fight them. And if the homeowner like hurts you, then they'll be the one to go to jail. They'll probably be forced to give you up the home to you. This happens in the UK as well. There's a story of a squatter taking over a home in the UK and being allowed to sell the home. He listed the home on the market. The squatter listed the home on the market, made half a million dollars with somebody else's property. It's like, this is, this is the thing. Like what, what is, how is the crew? What? How did you find that? (laughs) (laughs) Which is for band that video watchers only. Type of, B-roll you got in the system back there. This doesn't... What? Why? What do you want to see? I don't, I don't know. I didn't know I wanted to see this until you started playing it. Oh, okay. All right. We know what you like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you have to laugh. Just because what? What? This is like, okay. And you know what? What it really is is this is the this is the downstream effects. Like the, this isn't the primary effect of having Democrats and or black people run your city. This is like the down the line where it's like okay, first the crime increases exponentially, and then the the cops are trying to deal with that and they're trying to get a handle on that. So the court system gets all blocked up. So then they have to start. You know, settling with the with the criminals because we don't have time to go to to a whole court jury trial. So we just got to get a settlement. So just plea them down to where they're you know time served and they just get off scot free. But you get to check it off as a conviction. Just clear clear up the backlog. But the backlog continues to grow as the crime continues to spiral out of control. As the criminals are continually let out on the street because of racial justice, social justice programs that get implemented, didn't just complete abject violation of every law humanity's ever held about anything any reasonable consideration would would bulk it at the implementation of any of this but then eventually like down the line like as this continues on for a year two years the backlog continues to grow the crime continues to run rampant and eventually you get to a point where you've got entire neighborhoods of over a thousand houses just being squatted in and the police are so overwhelmed and demonized and busy trying to deal with the just rampant murders that are filling the streets with blood. They're just like, Oh, somebody's living in your house. He owns it now. That's his. Why did you call us? Sorry. You were on active duty. You sorry. You're a, a patriot who actually went and joined the army and you had to leave your house vacant for a couple months while you served a tour of duty but uh you're an idiot for doing the right thing you're the stupid one and now your half million dollar house belongs to somebody else and this is a civil matter and you have to try to evict them but don't you dare try to hurt don't you hurt them right again this is anarcho tyranny if it was anarchism if it was just pure 
no government, do whatever you want. Well, if I come home and there's a squatter in my house, I would kill him and bury him in the backyard and carry on with my life. But right now we're in anarcho-tyranny to where if you want a squatter kicked out of your house, the police won't help you. But if you try to do something and the person that's squatting in your house has an illegal gun that he pulls on you and you pull it on him, you'll be the one arrested. You'll have to prove that what you did wasn't murder, it was defending yourself, or it was the castle doctrine, which, how does that play into it? I mean, if you have the castle doctrine where you're allowed to defend yourself against people who are in your house or on your property without your permission, well, what happens if they're a squatter? Is it their house now? Are they the ones with the castle doctrine right to kill you? Because... You were stupid enough to go on vacation. If you were stupid enough to go do a tour of duty as a citizen, as a member of the armed services. This is the world. This is the world that we live in. I, I don't know. How to, I don't know what to do anymore. I can't explain to you why it's bad that a thousand two hundred squatters have taken over a thousand two hundred houses in Atlanta. I I hope you don't need it explained to you at all. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. <laughs> 